But welcome back to Toys on Tap, Killer. I'm glad that you're here. Um, if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, Killer's gotten like a, a third episode on here. Uh, this one, it's dope. I, I love having him on. But also, um, if you're in the toy scene, you're seeing some shit kind of unfold between different people. And um, it's heartbreaking, but also... Um, life lessons are being learned in the moment and so peter you're here to share all the ins and outs how you got to this point and everything about it man yeah hey man thanks for having me you know this is a good outlet for me to talk to the fans you know more than i already have i've made a couple updates online um talking specifically to the backers and supporters of the project but um you know conversations are being had um, kind of organically around the internet in different groups, you know, in the toy group, different toy fans and stuff. And a lot of people have been coming and asking me what's up and what happened. And I felt this would be a very good platform for me to kind of just speak my truth, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you could, um, before we get to like what's actually happened, um, walk us back I think the last time you were on, you might have talked about uh, leaving Super 7 or like journeying on your own. And then we got to this point. So walk us through that before we get to here. So like two years ago, like 2020, towards the tail end of the year, I had already released my comic book, uh, Phantom Star Killer, and it had done very well. Um the comic book company, which I'm not going to like say specific names or if you, you, anybody who's listening. And if you're like, who's he talking about? Just do like the smallest bit of research and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, So it was like October, um, 2020 when we first started talking about the potentiality of me, like coming on and having some kind of role in this new toy company that they were wanting to start. And, um, I hadn't made up my mind yet on what I was going to do. I was still actively working with Super 7. We were still actively pursuing figures that were going to be released further. You know, it was like we were talking about an ultimate. We were talking about other characters. We were talking about different versions of Phantom Starkiller. Um, I had just completed the playset with them. It wasn't in production yet, but all the, you know, stuff from my end, color guides, uh, package design, you know, the place that the whole, everything to do with it, I had submitted. So that was like in production. And we had, I think we still had like two or three other colorways that were like on the docket for 2021 um, that were like either made already or, you know, in process that, that it was like, okay, let's, uh, you know, so there was still like room for me to grow with super seven and they clearly weren't done with phantom star killer. Um, but the comic book company, regardless of me, um, never having had made my mind up on what my role would be in this company, if there would be a company even, you know, um, they felt compelled to put out a press release during New York Comic Con 2020 stating that I was going to be CEO and like lead designer and all this stuff of this new company. And it came to a sh- as a shock to me, really, because it was like, whoa, like I haven't signed anything. Like there's nothing that in writing that says what I'm going to be doing or what my involvement is or you know and that would have been nice obviously at this point now because I'd have some kind of standing to look back at this contract and be like well this wasn't done this wasn't you know um 
And uh, so that in turn kind of made my mind up for me. It felt like, you know, it had been put out into the ether that uh, I was doing this. Um, it eventually got back to Super 7 and that put a strain on the relationship. You know, at the time it seemed to end really amicably, you know, and um, Brian Flynn wished me luck on this new endeavor and, you know, was really gracious and, um, you know, telling me that this was the logical next logical step for me, you know, that um, for me to have some more of a like leadership role um, like that. And, um, you know, I told him how much I looked up to him and that's like all I ever wanted to do was give other people the opportunity, like similar to that, that super seven gave to me, like just to other individual creators. Like yeah. if I could do for them what Flynn and super seven had done for me, um, and kind of pushed it into the limelight a little bit more than I could do on my own. Like to me, that was like, uh, I'm like, you know, like that's my goal. Like when I started killer bootlegs, it wasn't just to be this like one trick pony, you know, it was like to make things that I wanted to make out and phantom star killer just happens to be like the one thing that stuck and everybody, um, you know, was really excited about. So I focused my attention more and more on that as time went on, obviously. Um, but it wasn't like that to begin with. It was like, I want to do a lot of stuff. So this seemed like an opportunity for me to do that. And um, one of the other partners in the company had my ear every day. He was the partner on my comic book. And, you know, at the time I thought in quotes, one of my friends, um, but it, it really feels like now that it was all, um, you know, maybe it didn't start out with bad intentions but it really sure feels that way now looking back on it that like i was just played and used and kind of manipulated to, into doing things that like in no other world would i have done like i like you but man but i wouldn't like waste two years of my life and tens of thousands of dollars making a toy for you and i know you better than i know some of these people that i'm making toys for like yeah. you know what i mean like i would help my real friends out or people that i felt deserved it like you know, if I could make a toy, independent toy for like a injection molded, like throw the whole kitchen sink at it or whatever the saying is, like it'd be one for Suckward. You know, mm -hmm. like he's a dear friend of mine. Dude deserves his flowers. Like, and that that's the type of people I'd be helping out. Not people that I have like no, I've never met and like I've never read their comic and um, have no idea who they are. Right. Um, but but back to your question. Um, so that put a big strain on my relationship with Super 7 and eventually they wished me luck, you know, and we're like, you know, we'll put out everything that um, is currently on the 2021 schedule. But beyond that, like, we wish you luck, kind of. And um, so I really felt like pushed into a corner and like my mind had been made up for me. It was like they put it out that I was going to be CEO and that I was um that that had like screwed up things with super seven it felt like and um so i really felt like i had no other option but to like make it happen especially once we had started working on the figures you know it was um my so it was phantom star killer plus five other characters that have nothing to do with me and um we started working on them you know and um or i started working on them it was never like a team effort at all it was like yeah. Um, I was handling the whole creative process and, um, and, um, having to take away time from myself, you know, like any, uh, 
any time that was not dedicated to my own endeavors, it now feels like wasted time because uh, anything that I had even th- spent time thinking about is time I wasn't thinking about myself or my um, creation. And I went into it with like the the best of intentions, like I said, and really put a, a wholehearted effort into making these figures to the best of my ability. And um, so I worked, kept working on them, you know, and um, they had started putting out that, you know, we're doing, um, we're doing a toy line, et cetera. And um, initially I was like misled to believe that this would be like a fully funded project, that everything that was put out through this new toy company um, would be fully funded. Like if not by the comic book company, then by like investors and there was a chief financial officer uh, assigned and he was supposed to be in my mind in charge of finding the capital to make these figures Um, from the very first conversations with them the partners I guess of this company I um, was I had told them what the cost associated to making action figures were it was like that wasn't a secret ever you know it was like you need about 15 to $20,000 to, you know, invest into the sculpt, the time for the, you know, 3d prints and like everything that gets it up to be like ready to be produced. And, um, and then not to mention the production, the steel molds, which cost about $10,000, you know, like nine to $10,000. Um, then the production, which, you know, might cost, you know, seven dollars a figure or something like that seven eight dollars a figure but you have to buy a thousand of them you know the money adds up really really quickly and then you're talking about shipping them too from china to the united states um yeah it's tens of the 10 to 15 to twenty thousand dollars it's a lot of money and it adds up very very quickly um so i was under the assumption that this was all going to be this whole project and process was going to be funded and it initially was you know they did put some money forward um, to get the ball rolling. Um, but that didn't pertain in my mind to Phantom Starkiller at all. When I'm doing all the work, he's just one fifth of the investment, you know, which is very small in the grand scheme of things. And it's not like money that I couldn't have pocketed my, uh, you know, come out of my own pocket as like, I've been making toys for 15 years and like have tons of vinyl toys and different production toys. That's like, I could have done, like, I mean, it's such a small amount, you know, to be like, I couldn't have and that has been thrown in my face to be like, you couldn't have done this project without us. It's like, well, I wouldn't have done it if it weren't with you, because why would I be, I mean, I would have made a whole line of my own toys, not a bunch of characters that have zero and nothing to do with me. Um, So uh, they did put some money forward, but like I said, the vast majority of it was invested into making toys based on things that have nothing to do with me. Um, I figured out really quickly that I wasn't going to be being paid at all, um, for this process or at all. And, um, you know, the idea of doing, and and this killer bootlegs, you know, one of the OGs of like the resin scene, um, of course I wanted to make molds of the prints. Like I did all the 3d printing myself, uh, bought a new printer to get these super high quality 4k prints um printed all like 70 or 80 individual pieces to make up every figure cleaned them all up like made them perfect got them ready to mold and make silicone molds of 
um, to make resin hard copies and then paint masters and package samples and everything to present, you know, as this is what we're doing. But like I said, I learned very quickly that I was never going to be paid for any of it. So that's why I had people wondering, like, why are you this every you're only sharing uh, digital renders? What was because that was cheaper than paying me and they weren't going to pay me. You know, like when I started talking about, uh, you know, how much time I was devoting to it when it came to the 3D printing and then making molds and uh, doing painted hard copies and all that. Like, it's like um, they weren't going to pay me. That just was never going to come. I'd be, you know, they, I was hearing about sweat equity and stuff, stuff like this where it's like I have to invest into this if I want to do it. And um, so we did renders because I could, you know get somebody get paid for them at least like if it was done outside of me and um uh initially there was somebody supposed to we started moving towards the idea of doing a a crowdfunding campaign um the very first day that we were talking about the company um one of the partners and the reason it was called the name it was called was because they could buy the url you know to have a, a dedicated website for this company and the idea that i had put forth was that um each character would be like its own individualized campaign you know mm-hmm. kind of like hasbro pulse like if it doesn't meet there's no demand to meet uh the necessity of production then it won't get made and it'd right. be real clear which figures were bringing money in and which ones weren't that way um and i did not want to do a kickstarter um because it didn't make sense usually kickstarters pertain to like a whole line of figures you know it'd be like we're they're all have something to do with each other, you know, or like a creative team that is all putting something into it. And um, it just didn't make sense to me doing it that way, where it's like each is, is it they're funded, one unlocks the other, but how do we know what is bringing in money and how much, you know, if one brings in the most, um, then is it paying to produce all the others? Like how are the creators getting paid? And then is it so, I did not well get into that more, but I did not want to do a Kickstarter for that reason. And um, I had never ran a Kickstarter campaign. One of the guys who did get a character uh, made is like some Kickstarter guru. And he supposed, was supposedly supposed to set up and run the whole campaign. And that was, in my mind, the only reason he got his character made because he was going to do something to um, help make this uh a reality right um he backed out at the last minute said he couldn't do it he's too busy with something else and um it all fell on my lap and i had to do everything you know write everything do the video all by myself i was like crying in frustration on thanksgiving doing that video because of how hard it was for me to get the the takes when we're just trying to go eat with my family, but it needed to go out on black Friday and I had to get it done because nobody else was going to help me. And I mean, even thinking about that right now, like how much of a struggle that was just to do that little one part by myself, you know, like breaks my heart because I threw thousands of hours at this project thinking that there was going to be, you know, something to look forward to at the end. And, um, uh, we launched the campaign. It was funded within like one day, a few hours. I don't, I don't remember really because of the whole thing just was like, 
I wanted it to stop like before it even had started because I realized really quickly that all the money was coming in from just my character. And, um, you know, the thoughts in my head of being like, yeah, like, and they're all excited being like, we're making all this money. Like if it goes, it's going to go crazy thinking, you know, we made 30 K in a day. They thought if it keeps up, like this could go bananas, you know? And, um, figures started unlocking and my wife brought up the other day like remembering that I was like I just wanted to stop like I don't want any more figures to unlock um because I knew that that it was just going to be me having to shell out more money that in any other universe would be mine and my family's you know it's like to make the vast majority of 85 to 90 percent of the money of the whole campaign just on one figure and then have no prospect of being paid ever you know it's like i brought these issues up right away uh to the partners and um you know was told and assured that it all be worked out that any money above and beyond would be you know supplied and that i would be able to at the very least make everything and i kind of you know, was willing to take it on the chin, I guess, and be like, well, like, maybe I'll get paid. Maybe I won't like, at least this stuff will get made. And that can be like a jumping off point for me to hopefully like have this company. And once it's kind of can get rolling, maybe it would be self-sustaining. And, uh, you know, I could make all these dream projects that I was promised kind of, I'd get to make. And, um, so the money, the Kickstarter campaign ended. We made about $70,000. Holy shit. Um, the money, and I was initially told it needed to be, well, it wasn't, it didn't need to be, but it was suggested that instead of transferring it into like a personal account of mine, that it be transferred into the comic book company's bank account for tax purposes. And it was like, you don't want to take a hit. And this was before we'd even launched the campaign. For those that don't know, like you had, have to supply a bank account to Kickstarter before they approve your um, campaign to go forward. So like a month before it had even started, like I was convinced like it needed to go into this other account because I didn't know if it was going to make 70 or $30,000, let's say, or like $250,000. I really had no clue. And if each character had brought in, you know, an equal amount, uh, we would have made about $200,000. And um, I was told that each of these um, characters, these properties had individual fan bases that had all been supportive uh, for years. These books had sold tens of thousands of comics and that it wouldn't be an issue, you know, selling a thousand $25 toys. Um, so, um, the money was deposited into the comic book company's account. Um, I'd asked for it for about a month uh, to have access to it, to start the process of production. Um, and uh, I eventually had to fly down to Florida to make sure that I got the money. And I flew down there on my birthday weekend of 2022. And uh, on my birthday weekend, to make sure that I could get the money. And um, when I went down there, um, we opened a bank account, a company bank account, and I was presented with like a legal Zoom binder 
I mean, I don't have it, but I was shown it that had like a breakdown of the, of a lot of how the, the company was registered and, uh, and a lot of it was not what they had told me, you know, from the jump, it was that I was going to be majority, majority shareholder. It was going to be my company. Um, and when I came to find out that ev- we were, there were like four equal partners in it. So I didn't stand to gain any more than any of these other people that were not doing anything, you know? And that was disheartening, but I felt like, you know, at least I had the money to make the toys, you know? And, um, when I got the money, I realized that, and I realized that there are taxes through Kickstarter. It's about, I think five or 8% or something like that, that they take off the top before you even get it. And for processing and stuff, I, I was expecting that to be gone. And I can do simple math. So I had like an estimation of how much would be there. Yeah. There was like twelve or $13,000 around um, missing on top of that. And I had asked right away, like right then, like, what, what's up? Like, where'd this money, where's the rest of the money? And I was told that the comic book company and partners had taken back their um, initial investment. And on top, they had taken... Um, money, I think for, I mean, I'm like, this is kind of a little, I, I was told that it was to pay the investor or that for the total investment back. But then I've been told later that it was like to pay for other things that um, they had had me producing. I produced a plush and some minifigures and some other things for them. In the meantime, trying to get this, you know, to put the brand out there before we just launched the Kickstarter, I wanted to have like several projects that were done leading up to it um to kind of prove that you know we could do it and that you know um i know people trust that i can make toys but i don't think anybody knew that they could so they wanted to kind of put put a good foot forward and start with some stuff so like that i thought like if it's a property that has nothing to do with me and it's a thing that i was like kind of told to make you know like and i did do exactly what i did and it turned out great like why am i paying for it you know especially on with a Kickstarter that has nothing to do with it. And um, so I was told that they had taken their money back basically is what I'm saying. Money back for something, you know, the investment product, production, development, something. It wasn't for the campaign. It was taken and used elsewhere, reappropriated. Um, uh, But I was told that if, if I needed that money back or any more money, any additional funds that they would supply them. So trusting them, you know, um, I moved forward with it and I had less than $50,000 of the original 68,000, uh, to start production with, um, which I started right away. You know, it was like, um, I'd been working on it from, let's say February, no, they were on Chinese new year when, when, when I finally got the money. So it was like I had to wait until the all the workers at the factory were back to even like begin. So that kind of like put like another few weeks like of yeah. even starting it off, and which I was, you know, mad about. But I was still confident that um, still confident that within like nine months I could have the toys done and delivered. And um, if I was putting all my effort into it and. Um, so I worked on production until, you know, summer, the, they had to 
do all the jointing and uh, prototyping on their end and um, then started making the tooling and that took till about summertime, you know, for the tooling to be done and for test shots to be start being ran. And um, I got the test shots back in trying to think of the month but it was somewhere in the summer like at the beginning or the end or the middle of summer that i had the test shots from the molds and um had told them how much money that the tooling cost and i like i had to take because a lot of these um these properties only brought in like collectively 15 percent of the total money um a lot of them were like in the hole you know it's like they we were starting out with them already on a negative because more money had been invested into the pre-development of the action figure mm -hmm. um and let alone like the tens of thousands of dollars that i've said needed to produce them so it was like where's this money coming from you know and i'm being told that um that i'm gonna get anything above and beyond um and i'm not getting any money when i'm asking so i just kept taking money away from myself you know it was and i wasn't trying to think of it as my money it's like yes i sold 1300 figures but this money was brought into the campaign like and i tried to um i tried to understand at least that it's like okay this isn't like my money like it should be but it's not and i'm going to use it to produce these toys regardless you know it's not like i took 30 grand out of the account right away and was like okay now i'm paid let's make these toys i probably should have you know in retrospect everything less than the or everything outside of what it was going to actually cost to produce the phantom star killer figures i it should have been mine and it should have come to me right away um be not only because i was selling the figures but because i was doing the whole uh creative process that got us to where we were i was running the whole campaign it was all in my name i was running all of production all of freight forwarding, everything to get them here, um, I was handling. So I, I mean, I should have gotten something, you know, yeah. what I'm looking at it now. But at the time, it was like, I'll take every penny that I've made and invested in seeing this project out and making it a reality. So um, I took like $25,000 away from myself um, and my sales and my community to pay for toys that none of us wanted, you know, that not, that had nothing to do with any of the people that, you know, I guarantee if I went into this and they was told how this was going to go down, um, I would have not done it. You know, um, I would rather be my fans knowing that the money that they're giving me is going in to making more of my characters, you know? And I think that if we had said right out in front, like you're going to be buying these toys, but funding the dreams of others, uh, nobody would have, done it and um i brought these issues up you know i realized that i only had enough money left to really produce the phantom star killer figures and incentives after having paid for all the tooling and brought up that i needed money to move forward you know with the project and that i wasn't gonna refinance my home to get the money to pay for these toys that don't have anything to do with me it's like I've already exhausted everything I can getting you guys to where I've gotten it. 
Now I need to focus on paying for my toys. And that's all the money I have left. I need that money back that you guys had taken from the project. I need more money than that, honestly, to get the project to, to completion. And I was assured that it would be coming. You know, it was always coming from Diamond Distribution. It's like, that's the thing I was told for two years. I mean, for however long I've been working with these people, it was always coming from Diamond Distribution. Yeah. Or somebody else and like have to listen to them be like, oh, they're crooks and they do this and all that. And it's like, OK, uh, it does nothing to do with me. I need that money back like today, <laughs> yeah. you know, and um, after having just been given the runaround for that long, I finally said, uh, sent an email like saying I'm done. You know, this was um, like October, you know, it was like the beginning of fall when I was like, OK they're not doing anything they've been saying. I've held my tongue long enough and been nice about the situation. I need to try a different tactic. And just was like, you guys need to pay for this now. I tagged everybody that was associated with the comic book company and the creators involved in the project to make everybody painfully aware of what had been going on. And, um, was trying to get some accountability, you know, to be like, you told me this, that you were going to do this, uh, X, Y, Z, you know, pay me, help me do anything for a long time. I need there to be some accountability. And, um, most of the people didn't even respond to it, to the email. It was like, I was almost all but ignored almost. And, uh, got a couple phone calls that weren't helpful at all. You know, it was the money's coming. I still have to wait for the money. Um, you know, and I production was halted on the three figures other than my own because I wasn't going to let this jeopardize, um, the production of my toy. You know, I was at least going to satisfy the 85 to 90% of backers that supported the project and made it a reality and make my toy. You know, it's like, you guys aren't going to hold me back of doing that. So that my figures were continued to be worked on over the last, you know, four months. Uh, or, I mean, they've been done. My figures are all done. But um, I still was told, like, to wait, you know, that the money's coming to wait. And I was, um, I took them at their word, I guess. I mean, I really didn't have another choice. It was like, do I want this all to blow up and go public with it? Or do I want to trust that one last time after they're aware of the whole situation and how I feel and then I'm done and I want my contracts ripped up and that the landscape of what I signed up, the, the landscape had changed so dramatically since when I signed up that this is not what I'm, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like, yeah. let's finish the project and then let's all move on. You know, um, I had an, a meeting in November before designer con with them regarding this after them not paying that, you know, when I had first asked a month prior and uh, to try and get some clarity on when exactly I would be paid a concrete date of when they would have the money to pay for the rest of production. Like at this time, I wasn't even worried about them paying me back at all. It was like that money's dust in the wind. I just need you guys to, pay for these toys so that we can move forward. And, um, you know, if I could buy the amount that these characters sold from the factory, that wouldn't be a problem. 
Like we're talking about under a hundred figures in some cases um, of each figure when I have to buy a thousand, you know, like somebody has to pay for these extra figures. And then like an effort to kind of cut the comic book company out and be like, if they're not going to do what they're saying, maybe I'll go directly to the creators. Like maybe they have a vested interest in buying these figures and selling them as their, as it is their property, you know, like, um, so I tried that and broke down how many figures each of them would be getting, what the cost would be. They'd be paying what I was paying. It's like, I'm not trying to rip anyone off. I never have been. I just wanted to get, um, see it to the end. You know, it's like, buy these figures for you and your fans. You can sell these for the next 10 years and you stand to gain a lot of money. Like you don't have to sell them for 25. That's what we asked for the campaign. Ask 40, ask 50, ask a hundred. I don't give a shit. They're your toys for your fans. Sell them for whatever you want, but you're going to have 900 to 1200 of them. You got to, you should be buying these, not me. You know, if the comic book company is not going to, um, I shouldn't surely shouldn't be expected to. Um, just because you put this imaginary hat on my head uh, and put out a press release saying I'm the CEO doesn't mean that I have anything. You know, it's like I've never signed anything. I've never it's never been clearly stated what my involvement is. Uh, to me, it's been made public, you know, on their end so yeah. that they could get more attention and say, oh, the great and wonderful killer bootlegs is now part of our team. And he's going to be doing this. It lends a lot of credibility to something that if they did on their own, they'd have none. You know, um, when I am killer bootlegs and I'm my own toy company, like I didn't need to do this ever. And I was working with Super 7, which in my mind is the best of the best. Like I'm an OG Kenner fan, but Hasbro doesn't have shit on Super 7 in my mind. Yeah. You know, and the content and what they make and for me to be associated with something of that nature, you know, uh, to go in to do this, uh, you know, it's like a slap in the face. Um, so I gave that, like I said, up until this point, I gave them a million chances to make things right. I'm getting hit up, was getting hit up like daily about updates. And it's like, how am I supposed to be excited? or enthusiastic about this project when I'm being treated so poorly yeah. and they're refusing to do anything that they told me they would do. It's like, I mean, I just wished it would go away at a certain point. You know, it's like, I don't, what am I supposed to say? Like, am I supposed to say, yeah, they're coming. Well, I don't know if they are Yeah. like, and then if I say something, is this just going to blow up in my face? Like it felt like there was a lot of responsibility on my back that I really didn't ask for. And that, um, you know, with the campaign being on my name, like my reputation, credibility, and everything I've been working nearly my whole adult life to get towards is on the line, you know? And I gave it a year from the day that the campaign ended to the day to when I made my update, basically, or when I started crafting my update that I posted on the Kickstarter um, that kind of just was, painfully truthful and transparent about the situation. Cause I felt like if I don't have that and I take accountability for what I've done and um, tell the backers and fans primarily mine, what's going on um, that I was doing a disservice to not only myself, but the community and the backers 
um, that made it a reality. And um, I made the update, kind of threw it all out there for the most part. You know, there's still some things that I haven't said because it's like, um, you know, I think people would be eager to know that two of the creators that um, I was making figures for, for the campaign, they quit midway through the project and severed ties with the comic book company and um, left on bad terms, you know, and I've heard both sides of the situation and I understand them, but to leave midway through a project uh, was kind of shitty in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and why would I found out now more recently that it was easier for the company, the comic book company to just refund backers of the other three characters versus paying for them because they never stood any they never stood to anything to gain from selling these figures like they they couldn't produce them in the future the leftover stock wasn't going to be theirs like they didn't want to put another penny into these properties that they no longer had the rights to yeah if you get what i'm saying so um, I think that's where there was some hesitation on the company paying me back or, or you know, paying the, the project back, paying for the, the figures because they they couldn't, you know, it's like, why would we do that? You know, these guys, fuck those guys. Yeah. But they weren't thinking about how that affects me at all. You know, like, yeah, fuck those guys. I get it. But I have been saying I'm making these figures. I've invested quite a bit of money and a, a lot of time into it. Um, you know, let's at least just, I don't know. I, I wish a lot of things had gone differently, but. Um, well, I can say from the outside, um, one, like it's, it's heartbreaking on this end. Because you can see that as you tell the story, one, that it hurts. This isn't just a business deal. Um, But two, um, you are willing or were willing to overlook some stuff because you had so much faith. And it was probably pretty hard to think that some company would fuck someone. Right. And I mean, it it was more than just the company. I mean, one of the partners in the project was the was my partner on the comic book Yeah, on my Phantom Starkiller comic books. And I thought was one of my best friends, you know, I would have done anything beyond taking the bullet for the guy, you know? Um, and I think that friendship really clouded my judgment. And um, it honestly feels like that I was like 13 years old and some dude who's in college that lives in the neighborhood was like, Hey man, sneak out of your window tonight. I'll yeah. take you to a, co- to a kegger, uh, you know, 300 miles away or something. And, uh, I do that. We go to a party and we're having fun. We're having a blast. You know, I'm drunk, stoned, listening to music, having a good time. I go to take a leak and then come back and my friend's gone. You know, I start act- frantically asking where my friend's at. Uh, only to be told he left with some chick, you know, yeah. I go and look, his car has gone. There's no phones. It's the nineties. I'm 13. There's no Uber. Like, how do I get home? Like, I just want to go home. Like he had no consideration 
for his responsibility and of, of me in this situation. I didn't know any of these people before working with him. Um, I was introduced to all these people through him. Um, you know, and he had my ear, uh, or he, he, I had his ear rather. And I told him a lot of stuff that you wouldn't just tell any regular business partner, you know, he was using kind of this, a lot of the stuff I was telling him against me, you know, and then, or in turn then would tell the other partners and then they had the inside baseball on how to really get me to do things because it's like, you tell me the best, the best case scenario, which is exact or like exactly what I want to hear. Um, it seemed like almost too good to be true in some, in some cases, you know, it's like, wow, like that's exactly what I want, you know? And it's like, yeah. well, that's because he was going behind my back probably and telling them exactly what to say and how to, to manipulate me, you know? Um, I feel like groomed, honestly, like I was, uh, taken advantage of in a way that's like predatory, you know, yeah. um, to, to get what, what they wanted and to there to be no consideration for how I feel or am affected by the situation. Like, fuck my feelings. How will I be affected by this? You know, and to just be left like high and dry. Um, you know, I was kept on the string just long enough you know it's like i thought that there were more comics coming i only signed one contract for phantom star tour which was a one shot so it was like one and done um i never signed a contract for count draco i think it was like i i should have and looking back on it now i should have been much more diligent but everything was just done like with a handshake deal over the phone where like i didn't i don't have proof of some stuff because it was all done via the phone you know like yeah. we'd be talking and it'd be like yeah 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 and it's like yeah of course everybody can say anything you know um and friendship clouded my judgment and um i felt like i was doing something to help my friend they're like do something very cool with my friend and we were like building something together and it's like, well, maybe it doesn't need to be so official because we're just trying to start this out and stuff, but it got much more serious than I thought. And it happened too fast. It was like, I was too far in before I realized what was really going on. And there was any way to like rectify the situation. Um, I was kept on the, the hook, you know, for much longer than, than I should have been thinking that more comics were coming, you know, I've worked on the script for my next book. I've got the next, the one after that outlined and ideas for everything and like exactly how I, where I wanted to go and have written, you know, I don't know, 75 pages of stuff, ideas and dialogue and like all this stuff to like start working on the next comic, which I was told would happen like at the beginning of 2022. And, uh, you know, every time that we were scheduled to start work on the book, my partner on the comic was like, hey, man, we're just going to have to kick it down the road. Like word for word, he'd say that it got like comical that he would say kicking. We're going to kick it down the road. It was like, OK, dude, like you say the same thing every fucking time. Like, I know you're just not going to do it. Like, how yeah. far are we kicking it down the road? You know, and uh, we would just never start. He would only focus on himself and, and tell me how I'm too busy. And I need to focus on the, the toys, this toy line. And it's like, who the fuck are you telling me who's busy, dude? Like, yeah. I'm ready to work on the comic. Like, 
without the prospect of there being more comics, like what am I making toys with you people for? Because that's all I was, I was the whole idea of what I wanted to do was for there to be some kind of, you know, we're like eat the toys and the comic books are like working in tandem. Like where one hand washes the other, you know, things that I'm the continuity that I'm creating within the comic book are the toys that I'm developing, you know, so that, I'm like really building something and it's not just Phantom Star Killer show. And yeah. um without there being more comics, like why am I like that that doesn't make sense. You know, like I should have just kept my mouth shut and uh and never like I don't know, never <laughs> done any of this shit. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, dude. It's it really just, crazy. It seems so uh, like you have persisted through so much from the point at which you make the Kickstarter when it falls on your shoulders and you're like, like so furious, almost in tears, making the video, the Kickstarter is still successful. It's like you have the golden touch and they use that against you and it's fucking nuts to hear it. Yeah. And you just like, I think the, if I'm being honest, like as I'm looking through the Kickstarter when it first happens, I'm like, yeah, awesome. Let's fund, let's help fund this. Let's do something because I I've seen you. I know you, I know your, your work, but I had to research who the other things were. I don't, I don't know right. any of them. And so like to see that this is the behind the scenes stuff of toys and comics that may not even be continuing or may not be further created. And then you have yours, which is just this, this expansive, universe that's just getting started really is mm -hmm. so crazy and I, I i like you're at this point right so you're there's issues with you and your partner with the comic book and the statement what was crazy to me is you made the statement it came out i read the email and i i was like making noise or something enough noise that my wife was like what is happening <laughs> and I was like, fuck, like I'm watching something explode before my eyes. Like it, it was, mm -hmm. and then within seconds, like after I finished that one, the next one comes out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like, holy shit. Like, we're just not like, what is happening here? And um, it just made some stuff really public and yeah. it kind of pulled some wool that might've been covering. Like we all have this the way that you describe pushing independent creators to have their toys made like this uh, is incredible. But, and all of us are aspiring to do that, create our own characters and do that kind of stuff. But when that first like email went out, it was like, well, you may be hoping for this, but this is yeah. shit that exists. And it right. was almost heartbreaking because not only mm -hmm. does that kind of um, damage like things that we may want to do, yeah it taints the fantasy it's like man like maybe it isn't so like the grass always looks greener on the other side and um you know it's like a lot of times i just wish i would have just stayed doing bootleg toys like every time i kept trying to level up thinking it was like what i wanted you know or something that i had aspired to do like it's like i that was never in the the, the business plan for killer bootlegs anyways like i never aspired to do that like to be the CEO of some company. It's like, I just want to make cool shit, you know? Yeah. And for people that enjoy, you know, a certain demographic that grew up like I did, liking all this stuff, 
that maybe they'd find some kind of joy in this like really shitty world through a piece of plastic that I have some involvement in, you know, it's like, that's all it's about for me is like, you know, the friendship and bonds that I've created with the fans of Phantom Starkiller and the community of like toy makers, you know, it's like, it's a real weird thing to be like interested in a lot of this stuff and that there's people, other people in the world that are like into everything that I am, you know, it's just like the coolest. And for that community to be taken advantage of really was hurtful to me. And I felt like I had to say something like, I didn't know how any of this was going to look. And I was, and still am like, terribly embarrassed by all of this like this is the last thing i want to be talking about like my shirt says i'd rather be making monsters like <laughs> you know what i mean like dude this yeah. is not what i want to be talking about on on a sunday I'm, I'm happy to be on the show but like the topic is like so embarrassing for me that like just like in the 15 years i've been making toys 11 years i've been doing it professionally like as my full-time job mm-hmm. i have never once not followed through not once everything i've ever said i was going to do i've done and i did above and beyond what like any sane or rational person would have done for this company for the comic company for my partners everything i could be above and beyond uh you know i could hold a knife to any one of these people's throats and they wouldn't do for me for free what I've done for them for tens of thousands of dollars, you know, like they wouldn't do it for free. Like um, it's pulling teeth to get my partner on the comic to even, he never even looked at what I wrote once we were going on all these trips over the summer that we were supposed to like talk about stuff and he'd just get drunk and talk about himself and how he's going to take advantage of other people. Like, it became really clear on a, we did C2E2 whenever it was this year and we stayed together and um, became real clear real quick what had happened. Cause he was talking about working on enough, like he's talking about all these projects and these things that he has time for, but he doesn't have time for my thing. But right. then he's talking about some, uh, he's talking about some other project with a creator who has like, um, he's like an influencer more than an artist, but he has like his own, comic series or i mean he has a lot of attention on him. i don't know what the deal was but they were going to partner on something and it was just for the cloud of it you know he's like i'm going to write it i'm going to draw it i'm going to put it out like i'll get it published and it was just so he could take advantage of this other guy you know and use his name to push his name further and uh once i heard and he's you know drunk drinking all day i don't drink you know I might smoke a little weed, but I don't drink, you know, and uh, I'm always in a clear state of mind, um, even clearer, you know, and uh, he started saying this. And I'm like, wow, like, that's what you did to me. Like, you used me like you took something that was already massively successful, attached yourself to it. um, And he's a talented dude. Like, I would never say that he's not a talented artist. Like I love how I love his style of art. Like I'm surrounded by it, like because we've worked together on so many different things and I kept pushing his artwork in different ways to to different audiences to help his career. You know, 
he never did anything for me. Anybody could have drawn my comic. And that's sad to say, but I really feel that way that like most of the people who bought it never even fucking opened it. Like comic people are so bizarre. Like I love all my comic fans, but they buy it and they, it's like they just keep it bagged and boarded or they uh, throw it in a long box or they get it graded. It's like so it could have been drawn by anybody, honestly, like nobody even I mean, people have read it, obviously. And it's, you know, um, but the vast majority buy it as, as like a speculative market, you know, where it's like something that uh, they see it's this hot toy. Now it's a comic next is the movie or whatever and it's like they're just it's the first appearance or something so it's like all this speculative market um of people that really don't have any interest in it you know it's like it could have been anything they just see that it's hot and are being told that it's hot and they should buy it and um it just i feel really betrayed and used and um he was like actively behind my back you know, um, dissolving the imprint that put the comic book out. So there was the comic book company, but then there was this imprint that was horror, sci-fi, the bizarre and beyond or something like that was like the branding. And, um, my book Phantom Starkiller was the like flagship title. It was the first book that came out and kind of set forth, um, everything that followed, you know? Um, and they had told me that both of the publishers, everybody had told me that, you know, that start like how much Starkiller helped, um, the, like push what they were doing, you know, out into to the open and really gave them some legs to stand on and moving forward. And, um, when we got paid for the comic, like, I only got 25% of the money. Like, I don't know how that happened either. It's like my creation. I wrote it. I design everything. It's my characters. Like I gave reference for every single thing. Uh, like art directed the whole process. It's all my, my community su supporting it. But then he's getting 75% and that the comic book company gets a huge chunk. And I pay for all the printing right off the top. It's like I made, not that I care all about money, but it's like to watch everybody just stick their hands in my pockets and be like taking theirs, you know, it's like they're more concerned with what their cut is than what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, just real disheartening, man. Like I, I feel like a lot of trust was put in um, that dude specifically that I've been talking about, you know, like a lot. And um was manipulated and groomed in a way that was predatory. Yeah. When you, I mean, because of all this is happening, the fear is that um, Starkiller hits a pause or something happens there. So, I mean, with all this going on, do you have to pause for a while before more Phantom Starkiller can exist? What What is happening? Is it still your, like, still solely your property, all that stuff? Yeah, it's a hundred percent mine okay. still. I feel like, uh, in, uh, in retrospect, a lot of the reason why my partner in the book was reluctant to do anything else and further, and wanted to only focus on himself, was because I had refused to give up any percentage of the IP. Right. You know, 
So it's a hundred percent still mine. Um, the comic company has the publishing contract and a multimedia contract um, that I've been asking to be ripped up for several months now. Yeah. You know, it's like rip up my contracts. I even said a couple of days ago, uh, we had had a phone conversation since this all happened. And I said, rip up my contracts. Tell me you're going to refund the people, which which they are. Thank God. Um, because if they weren't refunding people, I don't know what I'd do. You know, it's like the money's gone. Like I invested every single penny into making those other three toys, you know, less what uh, the comic company had already reappropriated, you know, and taken from the campaign. So there was no money left to make these other toys. I only had enough left to make and ship my figures. And then, you know, it was like there was nothing nothing left for me to do other than speak out and um yeah but they don't have any rights to anything and um there's going to be no pause the phantom star killer figures i approved the i should have had them right here i can go get them but i have all the paint samples of all the figures like there was people calling me a thief and acting like i didn't even do anything like i just stole the money and people being like you have this playset and all these figures that are coming out and you're sell actively selling and selling out. That's where our money went. And I'm like, dude, you realize I fucking make toys. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like these are figures that I got criticized for those. I did a reaction recard thing on yeah. the first of the year. Those figures I bought from super seven when they closed their Las Vegas warehouse and they were all damaged in some way. They were like damaged hold figures. So as soon as I got them, I ripped them off the card backs because they were like bent up or damaged in some way, which happens across the board in all t- manufacturing. You know, uh, I just got the figures and was like, I'm going to recard them. You know, like what I I should be able to do that. You know, like uh, the place that none of this had anything to do with uh, the comp the comic company and was all paid for by super seven, you know, like do the littlest bit of research, you know, and you'll know what I'm about and who I am, you know? And I just think some people didn't read through my update, you know, it's like, I tried to be as crystal clear as I could about what had happened and what my intentions were and what I had done. And, um, why i was saying stuff even to begin with and uh i feel like some people just did not read it you know like they saw that the figures weren't coming or heard it and then just felt the need to like bad mouth me or threaten me you know i had people threatening to beat me up people threatening to sue me people threatening to you know uh defame me and all, all this you know next time i see you you're gonna fucking get your ass whooped like what dude if you only knew yeah. if you only knew like it's like hard for me to even wrap my mind around that you know um because i everybody i've told this to people that have no interest at all in toys like i've told people that are just talking about it you know being like and everybody I've told has been like, wow, like, I can't believe that happened to you. Yeah. Like, it's never once been like, you're a jerk. It's like, how can I be a jerk? I'm not the bad guy here. 
all I was doing was trying to make toys for for these people and and trying to do I went to such great lengths that I wasn't gonna make anything, you know? Like after I fulfill the Star Killer fans, I'm left with like less than 200 figures, I think, yeah. after fulfillment out of 1500. So like I said, I sold around 1300 figures. Um, that's like what enough to buy like a 1990 CRX. Like I've always wanted one of those little cool cars, but this isn't what I should be like. That's not what two years of my life is. You know, it's like, that's not fair. Like when all these other creators and the company were going to have like hundreds of figures, thousands of figures, like, right. Am I just going to be collecting off those forever? Like I shouldn't have to. Like I shouldn't be having to chase my money back off the sale of toys that have nothing to do with me, you know? Um, and I think if they had told the create other creators, like, Hey, until you pay Pete back, you're not going to make anything. They're not going to want to sell those toys. They're not going to want to push those toys because they're not making any money. You know, it kind of came to that point with me in the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles style phantom star killer that I put out with this company. And that was all done in an effort to kind of what I was told would like to help show people that we can do stuff. Like I said, I had paid for that sculpt on myself. I directed the whole project with Scott Hensi myself. It was my project. I did the resin masters. I did the paint masters myself. I sent everything off to the factory, handled the whole manufacturing process um, and haven't been paid at all, ever. I flew down there both times to sign all the figures and uh, packed and shipped a lot of them. It's like, I know how many sold like for them to say that it like, I, there's no money to pay me back. It's like, you're taking the risk you take as the investor, like super seven, when they paid for the tooling and all the star killer stuff, like they weren't like, Hey Pete, uh, until you pay us back, like you don't get anything. You know, I still got money as a licensed property, you know, like they still had to pay me a percentage of it, Yeah. you know, and my figures luckily all sold out. So I always got a check from Super 7 and it was always on time. But to just count me out and say, well, until you pay up, until we're paid back, you know, and I got, I guess in a weird way, like I was fine. It's like, whatever, you know, like I know they made money. I know they sold my fans all have them. Uh, yeah. I was. And then once I realized I wasn't getting paid ever, I, people would ask me about that toy. And I'd be like, don't buy it from them. I'm not getting paid. Like I've never been paid for anything related to the company. And I've put out and developed about 16 different projects, products. Yeah. Whether they sold or not like that shouldn't matter. You know? Only two of them had to do with me. Yeah. The rest of them had to do with all these other creators that I was told, all but told to make these, you know, and that they were successful and that there was some merit in making them. And I never got paid anything ever, you know, and I'm doing all the manufacturing. Like, you know, it's like if, if I was doing like five or six different jobs at like Super 7. 
you know, or like a real toy company like DECA or any, anywhere I was doing from everything, you know, even photographing them and doing all types of stuff. That's like, yeah. And th- yeah, if that's my own project, like as killer bootlegs, I'm going to throw my blood, sweat and tears into this stuff. Like I always have. Yeah. But when it's someone else and they won't reciprocate or do what they're saying, and I'm never going to make any money off of it. There comes a point where it's like, you got to throw the towel in and be like, what am I doing? Like what, any time that's spent invested on anything that has, or that has nothing to do with me is time wasted because I could have made a plush of my thing yeah. independently. I could have made a pl- uh, minifigure of my thing independently. Like I didn't need to do this with you guys. I make enough money to make my own toys. Like I, I didn't, don't need to do it with them, you know? them wanting me to be involved is assuming that risk, you know, in some level of it's like, you, what am I doing for you? Like you're using me to do this and give you credibility in the space. And then using all the knowledge I have of manufacturing and branding and everything I've learned on my own, you know, the school of hard knocks using that and like subverting it for their use, you know, and political gain. Or monetary game, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, fuck, fuck the people that call you out or try to call you out with those things. Like at any moment, I, I mean, it would take one guy getting even remotely aggressive at your table at decon, and a lot of us would show up and <laughs> handle it for you. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm more than impressed, and I want to applaud like your clarity with everything. In how, like, even in the email that went out and the amount of research that I have to do to figure out any of this is so small. It's a quick typing Mm -hmm. of, like, your name. And I can figure out how long some of these play sets have been going or how long your figures have been going. Mm -hmm. And then more than anything, outside of the clarity, the thing that drives me to this is your humility. Mm -hmm. Like, your willingness to say, like, this sucks. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. And that more than anything, um, man speaks to like your character and who you are as a person, but those people, man, fuck them that are trying I to know. like just start shit. That's all it is. Yeah. And I think that they're being, they're being sent by some of the other creators who are now um, upset that they're not getting handed a figure. You know, it's like, you didn't, you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. Like I I earned the partnership with super seven when I, in 2017, 2018, when it started coming out, Yeah, I, in one of the pioneers of an art form, you know, with a character that people resonate with, especially, you know, when I first met Brian Flynn in 2013 and he was so hyped on how cool Phantom Starkiller was, you know? And we were introduced to each other. Um, And I kept pushing this thing on my own and wouldn't shut up about it until people liked it. And I deserved it, you know, like um, none of these people deserved it. You know, it's like they didn't do anything to help me. It was like pulling teeth to get anything from anybody, you know, like I'd ask for color guides and stuff. We're like super seven used to be like, Hey, like what, ideas do you have for like colors and and i you know i would turn in color guides 
for them to choose from and they'd pick which ones that they wanted to make. And I, you know, I art direct the whole packaging and, you know, it'd be like the artist I found, you're not found, but like my friend I want to work with. And they gave me that opportunity, you know, no reason, yeah. you know, uh, these guys were being handed figures is because I was convinced that they were viable and there was some, you know, reason for me to work on it, that there would be something at the end of the rainbow that would justify doing them. There wasn't. And I don't blame uh, the fans. You know, it's like you guys didn't do anything, you know, but to come at me and be like all salty that it's not being made. It's like if you if you're being refunded. You should be happy because I was blackmailed into getting you guys the refunds like I had to agree with the update that they made and fucking, you know, uh, bend over yeah. and say, oh, you're taking the high road. Thank you. It's like, well, that's you're going to refund people if I do that and say like say that you're. You know, you're finally doing the right thing. It's like, well, that's not the right thing. Uh, yeah. Their update was like so PC and bullshit. I hated know? it. Like the way it reads is like, oh, we're so surprised. What surprise is there? I've been talking about this since before the project started. You know, and everything I said is true. I've got receipts to show how or how much money I received, how it was used, and on what. And you know. I can show I haven't been paid since the second quarter of 2022 for any comics. Mm. Like in my mind, they're already in breach of the contract that we have. Just tear it up and I'd shut up. I'll go away. You know, it's like yeah. the damage that I think they see me doing. I've given them opportunities to stop it. But when my life is on the line in my mind, you know, my family's well-being, because this is how I make money. If I just knew that it was going to go down, I, I lost my train of thought, but if, if I knew that it was going to go down the way it did, it never would have happened. So the, the question, um, I mean, it's hard to look past this. Um, I think people get, people get fucking weird when there's a lot of money involved with anything. Yeah. And I think that's why it's always perplexing to me when people get fucking weird when there's $25 on the line. Like if I gave yeah. you $25 for a figure and that figure never showed up, this yeah. is going to sound crazy. It happens, right? Like I lost happens, yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how many figures have been shipped me to me too. from overseas and I just say it didn't get here. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with – so that's dumb. But um, – No, but that's the truth of the matter. Like – and I, I, you know, I mean, I, it says right in the terms of service, like a Kickstarter, like that nothing's guaranteed, right. like, you know, and that's the, I hate saying that to people. And I had some friends backing me up and being like, explaining that in, in the comments. Um, but it's, I did everything that I could, like, I'm not the bad guy here, you know, like, what else can you expect me to do beyond like, refinancing my home or like donating a kidney to like yeah. pay for toys that have nothing to do with me when how can you expect me to invest in creators that won't invest in themselves right right that's that's that was and i've been criticized a, a lot 
for throwing the creator, other creators under the bus. I think that once you find out that people left midway through a project on bad terms, partners haven't spoken to each other, two of the, the comic book company president and one of the partners who was the co-publisher of the imprint that put my book out that was a partner in this project have not spoken a year. They haven't spoken a year. That's crazy. Uh, and I haven't spoke to him in four months. You know, it's like, how can anything get done? You know, how can, why would they have any interest in making a toy for somebody like that when they have to pay for it on some level? You know, yeah, it becomes really clear once that concept is in the air, you know, and I wish that the creators would have been honest with their fan bases, because if the tables were turned, surely I would have said something at this point to my fans about why I'm leaving, why this book is not going to continue why I'm letting the property die mm. and why ultimately this toy won't be made because we did not make enough and we're moving on to greener pastures by my new comic. Yeah. Like that's what they had to say. And then I think people would have been like, okay, and they could have refunded the money. It could have been fine, but to just not say nothing and send your fans to attack me, you know, I don't get it, man. I really don't. And it hurts my, it hurts my heart to know that I've done everything and didn't expect anything in return. And I'm the bad guy unless yep. I clarify and I'm painfully honest and full transparency on the situation. And like I said, I've got receipts to show everything above and beyond what I've said already, you know, and I will. Yeah. If, you know, it's like they were like, you keep shit posting us. Well, when confronted, I'm going to sit, I'm going to talk, you know, like I have to be honest because if I'm not, then I'm the asshole. You know, I've kept my tongue. I've bit my tongue long enough on all this. I shouldn't be having to even explain it at this point because you should be taking some accountability and being honest with your community. My community funded the project. My community is getting what they paid for. Yeah. I think it's... And they um, all know it. Yeah. And I think it's crazy to say... Um, for someone to say a phrase like, why are you like you're shit posting us or something? Mm -hmm. I, I don't... I don't know. I don't real like relate that to shit posting or whatever that is. Yeah, it's no. called consequences. Yeah, especially yeah. when I've warned them for several months of what was going to happen. Yeah. And said, "Hey, my audience is going to pay attention. People respect me and listen when I speak. So, be ready for that." You know, I'm yeah. I'm willing to sign an NDA if you'll make things right. But if not, be ready. They've yeah. all known, you know, you know, yeah. the character's still a hundred percent mine. Kiss my ass. Yeah. What are you going to do? Print more covers? What, what are you going to do? I mean, they're so scummy that like they, 
they um, overprinted all the comics for potential damages, which makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then instead of, you know, some people I've seen destroy those copies or give, you know, maybe they should give them to the creators or give them to the shop that was exclusive to. Yeah. No, they hoard these at their warehouse. And then um, these were supposed to be, I mean, the the number was like unknown on some of these. And when you're selling, you know, my books had 30 different variant covers. Uh, you had to buy 250 at least of it, you know. So uh, some places ordered a thousand of each. I mean, we sold so many fucking books. It was unreal. When you're ordering that many and you're ordering 200 extra of every one, you know, they had like 6,000 extra books of mine. Yeah. And when that became apparent, when I went down there and saw the warehouse, it was like, holy fucking shit. You know, what's going on here? And, um, it was under the assumption that they would be sold at like conventions. And it's like, yeah, I get it. If you're going to like pack everything up and go to New York and have a big ass booth and put my name out there like that, I'll take 30%. I'm fine with that. In fact, you know, but if you're going to sit on whatnot and sell them for start them at a dollar each and undersell me and then pat me on the head and tell me, Hey, here's 30%. If I can ever get it out of you, you know, that's not cool. You know, so they're down there selling my stuff like flash sale and trying to just get rid of it, it seems like. And uh, I told them to stop that, too, in October. You know, it's like the game is over. You haven't paid me. You're down there selling stuff, you know, to people that think they're somehow supporting me. They're not because I'll never get paid for that. Even if I do, I'm at a loss because I've already fucking paid for it. Printing came right off the top. I was always in the black all my projects, you know? So it's like, they do that. They, I was told they're supposed to only do that if and when a project's in the red, like to help them somehow pay for printing or, you know, make it happen if they couldn't get the numbers that they needed to justify doing it, which is cool. But not for me when I've already paid for these comics, you know, I'm selling them at a loss, kind of. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, I mean, maybe it should be thankful that I'm getting 30%. I don't know. But it's like, I'd rather determine what happens with those. Or they go to the shop, you know, and then the shop can destroy them if they want to keep the exclusivity of it. Or they can sell them. But Mm. this company surely shouldn't be getting them graded, you know, or having us get down there signing fucking tables of books and then sending them to get graded and then turning around and getting perfect grades because they're coming from the printer to the grading facility, basically. That's crazy. That somehow seems illegal, you know? Yeah. And I, there was a, um, they got called out for that several months back. And it was a huge deal at C2E2. Everybody was talking about that situation with, because it's, they're somehow defrauding, you know, the, not only the customers, but the comic shops that they're working with by selling these books that are supposed to be gone. You know, a book that might have only had like a holofoil that had 75 um, copies of it or something. Now it's being sold. Like, I thought they all sold out. Like you found a warehouse fine. That ain't no warehouse fine, man. Like, there's just so many shady things going on that it's like, I have to speak up and I want my stuff back. 
You know, I yeah. want everything that they have. They have to cease and desist selling my shit. They have to tear up my contracts and I'll go quietly into the night. I've been telling them this, but I'm, I feel like I'm left with no other option. And all of these situations uh, feed into each other, you know? And I, I get why some of these other creators quit because I'm dealing with this type of stuff too. Yeah. But we can't let these people keep getting away with it. We all can't be quiet, you know, and just not say anything to our fan bases. Like these are the people that make you, man. These are the people that are paying my bills, you know, supporting my dreams. I need to tell them. And I think for being honest, they're going to support me even more. And I've been seeing an influx of sales come in on stuff that I never sell. Mm -hmm. Just of people being like, dude, I fucking feel for you. You know, like here's 25 extra bucks. Like, you know, thank you for everything you do. And I don't expect people to do that. And I love you guys who are doing that. But, you know, to find out that I'm not being paid for the stuff is wild. Yeah. Because that's the only reason any of it's happening is because people are paying for it because they think they're supporting me and they're not. They're just supporting. It's like literally a robbing Peter to pay Paul type thing. You know, it's like any money that is made is like subvert or like reappropriated and and used, subtracted from and taken and used in other ways to to do other things. Yeah. Last I checked, that's fraud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to throw the F word out there, but yeah, that's that sounds exactly like what that is. So the question for me then is because now you're being. You are now the poster child for speaking out. You have taken this soapbox um, unintentionally. Like you have become the guy that now we will look to as like, which the resin toy community, I don't know if anyone knows this. We're kind of against the establishment anyways. We're making bootleg yeah. shit. So um, the the question is as you're standing on this, what are next steps for you in this process? I'm assuming it's like getting them to stop, but then. How do you progress from this point? Well, I'm really just hoping that they continue to refund people that are asking for refunds. They cut the bullshit because it seemed like in their update that they were like, if you want a refund, if you don't want to wait, like it was still happening, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, they need to pay me back for the tooling because it's mine. And that's where we stand, honestly. It's like, you guys want to make toys, pay for the tooling. Okay. And then I'll make the toys, you know, I still would if there was some effort made, you know, to pay me in any way. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, they just need to be honest and be like, Hey, this ain't going to happen guys. Like we're happy to to pay you back because, uh, all the the other three characters and all their incentives only brought in like 13, $14,000. Which seems like a lot from the outside. Uh, yes, it does seem like a lot from the outside. But when the, the, you know, nearly $20,000 of funds were taken from the campaign. Yeah. They can pay. They have more than enough to pay everybody and more back and apologize and be honest of why it is not happening. Yeah. You know, and I'm still, like I said, my toys are done. So they were refunding people who paid for Phantom Star Killers uh almost seemed out of spite like in some way to try and screw me and i don't know what that was all about i had to call them out about that actually because it didn't happen once it didn't happen mistakenly um 
my own brother sent you know me screenshots of stuff being like you know i want to keep this figure why was i refunded for it i got phone calls did you know i only asked for this figure back but yet phantom star killer was refunded to me too just wanted to let you know if i need to pay you for the figure i will you know if that happens to anybody you're getting a figure either way i'm sending figures to everybody that got a phantom star killer figure whether you want it or not you know because I'm not going to figure out who I don't think I'll ever be told how much money was, you know, refunded or. Right. I, I just, I don't know if there's any way for me to track that when they're just, they're handling everything because I, I, nothing has been transparent on that end. So I, I, I'm everybody that I have a name for that supported Phantom Star Killer is going to be getting their incentive. Hell yeah. Because I can handle that and make that happen. And, and, and I never, like I said, I never stood anything to gain and um, I've already accepted that. Yeah. So it's like, I just want to make it right with the people who did support and fund the project. You know, I feel really bad for the people who won't be getting their figures. But as I've said over and over in the last, uh, however long we've been talking, um, I gave everybody involved the opportunity and they decided they were not going to do anything you know to to do that yeah. it's like i cannot do more when i've taken every cent i was going to make and given have given it to you to make your toy like some of these toys are like already in the hole like 10 grand oh my heart you know oh, before heart. production's even starting yeah because they didn't, they didn't they didn't make any money you know it's like how, how can and when I'm being told that they are going to do it, you know, and I'm fine. I was fine with that because it's like, I just, I did not want to have to do this. Like, this is so embarrassing for me, you know, like I don't want to be the poster child, but if that has to happen so that other people cannot be taken advantage of, if I have to die on a cross for that reason, then I'm willing to, yeah. you know, but I, I, feel like that's the right thing to do because I haven't I haven't devoted most of my adult life to making toys to see it all go away because a couple greedy assholes couldn't be held accountable yeah and refused to take responsibility like that's not going to happen right. you know I'd rather go get a job at FedEx and not do toys anymore if this ruins my career then have them do this to someone else. Yeah. Like that's the bottom line. Oh man. So how, I, I guess the question for everyone and they're going to want to know is how can we, um, in the amount of money that you've thrown on this and like what you're going through, how can your fan base and how can we as a community support you in all this? Um, just, you know, buy your shit. Yeah. yeah fuck, man, I don't want to be like that because, I feel like, you know, I, I'm not some dude sitting on the side holding a cup, shaking it. Like, right. I, I shouldn't have to feel that way. Like, yeah. I, and I do because it's like I'm always begging for, for the money back and like begging people to help, like not the community, obviously, but like this company and my partners. And like, I, I feel like I, I feel that way already, you know, like <laughs> that's not a good feeling, you know. 
when like everything should be going so spectacularly well from the outside, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like everything's going great. You know, um, I've got, it's the 10th anniversary of Phantom Starkiller. Like for people to even imagine that I wouldn't be going balls to the wall all year long with releases and dope shit that I've been hoarding. Like you're, you're tripping. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're tripping, dude. Yeah. Like it's the 10th anniversary of Phantom Starkiller. Yeah. This year. Which is incredible. Yeah. I have not so, stayed with anything for that long. So holy shit. No, neither have I. I mean, beyond being a parent and being a husband, like yeah. nothing else, like, you know, so, but I mean, maybe that's a good thing that it shows that my commitment to the things I love, you know, that's all you can do in this life is Damn. be true, you know? And yeah. I, it took me a long time to figure that out. And I feel like I learned it really the hard way, you know, as like my first episode probably goes into, yeah. you know, all the trials and tribulations in my life that led up to me doing toys. Like I, I didn't, I didn't do all this for nothing, you know? And I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let it fizzle out and burn. And uh, because, because I did the right thing, you know, because I did do the right thing the whole time. I'm, I've done all I can, you know, yeah. and it comes to a certain point where you literally have to throw the towel in on things. And I have to throw the towel in on this project and this partnership in this collaboration with these people because yeah. they were, they proved themselves over and over again that they can't be held accountable, responsible, or do what they've said, you know, which is basically that, you know, like they just cannot, they proved over and over that they're not the right people. Good God, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. Good luck. I can't wait. Good luck, man more updates um as this comes because i know that this this isn't done i know that there's more no. um and so i, mean, I, I really feel like you know even though i treated these people like voldemort i uh, i still feel there's gonna be major blowback from this yeah. conversation but you know whatever man it's you make your bed and you gotta lie in it i've mm -hmm. learned that in my life you know and until you're willing to change something you know nothing gonna change right you know every best friend you've ever had can't turn into your enemy you know because that's what's been happening to these people damn you know and they just pretended they were my best friend just long enough you know and couldn't see out a project you know yeah because that's all i was asking let's just see this out see it out and then we can all go do our own thing but let's see this out yeah and they just didn't care because none of their names are on the line, really. It's only mine. Because they're willing to let a lot of these projects go in some cases. You know, and not everybody's guilty, you know. And all, like I said, all you got to do is a little research and read the comments on a lot of these posts. And you'll see who's been actively trying to help and who hasn't been.